brace yourselves. It's time for the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. I'm Matt Ford and this week I'm honoured to be joined by Chris Skull. Hello, Chris. Hey, all right? <laughs> Pleasure to have you here. I, mean, I loved it. Absolutely loved it. Chris, of course, uh, the co-host of the wonderful Quickly Kevin podcast. Available at all reputable podcast outlets. So listen to this one first. Yeah, and definitely. then And then sub- subscribe to this. Listen to this one, subscribe to this one, leave a positive iTunes review, share this on all your social media channels yeah. and when you've completed all those tasks, yeah. listen to Quickly Kevin. Or listen to them all at the same time. Maybe one in each ear. Oh, that's a that's a that's a dreadful idea. <laughs> <laughs> that's really bad. Well, oh. listen to the episodes where you've been on. I've done a f- couple: the Forest yeah. one, the, the England one, in one ear, and then one. this podcast on the other. Oh dear, that'd be too much for people, wouldn't it? I make people puke. Um, but we've had a wonderful time today. After talking about Nigel Clough and his preparations for the City game, uh, we talked. Oh, we all talked about um, Stuart Pearce's uh, <laughs> the sanctions he wanted for Darb for Leeds. Sorry, talked about potato scones, the worst football of all time. We've been around the houses today, haven't we? All that plus. A bonkers day in the Premier League. Yeah, madness. So much fun in here. Um, we hope you enjoy it, and um, we'll see you on the flip. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Rock and Roll Football on Absolute Radio. I'm Matt Ford, and I'm delighted to say I'm joined by Chris Skull. Chris, welcome to the show. <laughs> now, listeners of the superb Quickly Kevin football podcast that you do with Josh Whittaker will be uh, more than familiar with who you are. It's an honour to have you here today. It's a pleasure to be here. Your um, honour as well. Oh, cheers, mate. Thank you. Uh, Matt Dyson is um, selfishly away nursing his third child, um, but good on you for being brave and coming in here, prioritising. Just bring your boots, you'll get a go. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, lots of action in today's Premier League. Wolves currently beating Leicester 3-2 at home. There's about 10 minutes left in that each week, as you know, Matt Dyson will give us a rundown of what we can expect in today's Premier League action to the Grandstand theme tune. Chris Skull, it's over to you. Right then, as we approach the 79th anniversary of George Orwell's death, it was a veritable animal farm over at our lunchtime kickoff as the wolves and the foxes went toe-to-toe, paw-to-paw, snout-to-snout, wolves currently mauling Leicester. 3-2 <laughs> elsewhere in the week that Neil Warnock dabbled in a spot of newspeak to declare to hell with the rest of the world his Cardiff team begin to test this ambitious foreign policy in a relegation six-pointer against Newcastle at St James's Park whose own manager has hit the headlines recently after being challenged by the footballing Fort Police in the form of Rio Ferdinand and Richard Keyes with Rafa being absurdly asked to put his hand in his pocket and spend some of his own money on players <laughs> meanwhile back in the glorious uplands of mid-table obscurity the mighty hammers take the road to Bournemouth Pier, with popping the cherries firmly in their south coast sights. Arnautovic is out of the matchday squad, so he's been on person. Then at Anfield, with scousers everywhere finding it difficult to calm down over their title aspirations, the Reds take on that notable foe of theirs, the Talons who destroyed their league title chances in 2014 Crystal Palace. Will the old major Roy Hodgson swing another wrecking ball into the Premier League title race, or will Klopp's cult of personality continue to carry the Red Men beyond their title race? Double think. At Old Trafford, the baby-faced assassin continues to pick off his doubters with astounding accuracy. His rejuvenated United now on course for an astonishing seventh win in a row against Chris Houghton's mighty Brighton. Does the run stop here? Or will all these boys continue to rewrite history for the Red Devils in their once doomed campaign? At St Mary's, it's a replay of the 1984 FA Cup semi-final as the Saints and the Toffees play a game of association football against each other to see who's the best. With some precious Premier League points on offer, one point good, three points better. At Vicarage Road, what 
off and take on a Burnley team in the finest of Fettler's Dice Dice Baby. Directs the Claret and Blue Revolution. The Clarets haven't won their last four on the bounce then this evening in the perpetual war which is the Premier League. It's that most middle class of London derbies as the proles pop on the Piccadilly line from West Kensington to Highbury Lisington to watch Arsenal take on Chelsea at the Emirates with both teams keenly contesting that Premier League fourth place trophy. Matt, all derbies are equal, but some are more equal than others. Oh my God! Oh my God! Have a good show. Have a good show. I'm off. Have a good night. You know what? Watching you do that, it was like the first time I saw Oasis live. (laughs) I was like, my life will never be the same now. Oh, Chris Gold. Welcome. Good to be here. Good to be here. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Pandemonium already in the Premier League. It is three all at Molyneux. Chris Gold, what just happened? Wes Morgan has scored a goal. (laughs) For, for Leicester. We know that much. It's 3-0. It's gone and, off in here. And then, I'll tell you what, there's still a few minutes left. Oh, it could, my this could word. Get... This is insane. This Wal- is Wolves don't have a good home record. More points away from home. This is incredible. Very exciting, the early kickoff at Molyneux. Six-goal thriller so far. And Puel... You said the favourite to be sacked. Favourite bookie's favourite to get sacked next, and that from Wes Morgan won't help his case. <laughs> oh man, very exciting. So, Chris, you're a West Ham fan, sadly. Yes. What is going on with Anatovic? Well, he's not in the match day squad today. <gasps> as I said in my intro, bad news. He's actually really involved. He's he's been involved in 26 Premier League goals for West Ham since the start of last season. That's double that of the next player. So very influential. So what's we are back in trouble. What's what's going on? Doesn't fa- he wants to go to China, Matt? And who doesn't? <laughs> but he could just go. He, he could just go in the summer. The stuff. He could just go in the summer, couldn't he? I know. Well, get it out know. your system. Yeah. Go on holiday. <laughs> but like, what? Is it the money that he wants to go there? He hasn't got I mean, like a lover we can, there. We can only speculate it's not for the big one, the Chinese Premier League trophy. <laughs> it's, it's either that or the money. I couldn't, I couldn't say. But West Ham must be paying him all right. I think he does all right. We must, what, £100,000 a week? That's all right, isn't it? I'd get out of bed for that. Oh, my word. I'd, I'd get out of numerous people's beds for that. It's almost as much as you're paying me to come on this show. <laughs> I realised what I just said sounded slightly um, bawdy. <laughs> what I meant was I would do anything for £100,000 a week. Do text in with your offers. <laughs> yeah, what would you What would you not do? In fact, that's a really good... What would you not do for hundred grand? Is there anything you wouldn't do for hundred grand a week? I realise a lot of these are going to be unbroadcastable, but try them anyway. Text us to 8, 12, yeah. 15. What would you... I mean, for instance... I wouldn't support Derby for 100 grand a week. I wouldn't go to play in the Chinese Premier League for 100 grand a week. Why not? Just the humidity. (laughs) You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Wow. wow. We said, when that third Leicester goal went in and we all went berserk in it, you could tell there was another goal coming... More than that has happened. Chris Skull, please update us. This is one of the all-time great <laughs> Premier League games. It is. No, like, I'm Molyneux, I've never seen anything like it. Wolves have got a last-minute winner. Diogo Jota, I think he's a hat-trick. Claude Puel, I've never seen a man look so distraught, head in his hands. And then Nuno Espirito Santo, the Wolves manager, he's on the pitch, the one big bundle like a school playground, and hit a Nuno Espirito Santo sent off. But drama, and no one in Molyneux cared. I've ne- this is an all-time great game. It was super, and you could smell it. You could feel that that goal was yeah. coming. It was inevitable. He's been sent off. So Puel now probably gets fired. Yeah, Puel, down job club Monday. <laughs> Join the queue, mate. It was very similar, watching Puel on the sideline there, very similar to Graham Taylor 
Puella during the England-Holland game. <laughs> I wonder if Puella's just said to that guy, you, you just tell your friend. Well, I think Leicester did <laughs> everything he told him not to do. <laughs> tell your friend he's just cost him a job. <laughs> yeah, oh, that job. bit, I will never forget that in that Taylor documentary. Oh, the great, bad, isn't it? do I not like that? What was it called? An Impossible Job. An Impossible Job. By Cutting Edge. You just tell your friend. You just tell your friend he's cost me a job. <laughs> Very oh. passive aggressive. Oh, no, but really sad as well. Oh. It was like he was, please do tell him. I know. Almost <laughs> like he was passing on a nice message. Yeah. Like, let him know I really love the show, yeah. but also let him know. Yeah, let him know I've got a parcel for him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my word. Oh, the footage now. Oh, my oh. word. Incredible start to the day. If you'd have said, joy. what would the... What would the... I'm so excited I can't speak. What would, would one of the classic games of the season be? You would never have said Wolves-Leicester. That's the great thing about the Premier League. On paper, you'd have to say, boring match. <laughs> it's been anything but. It's been anything but. We will keep you updated on all the games. Most of them kick off at three o'clock. We've got loads more for you as well, right here on Rock and Roll Football. Matt, Matt and you. Rock and Roll Football. We've had quite a few in, some of which are unbroadcastable, fair dues. What would you not do? We were talking about an Anatovic and his, and his contract. What would you not do for 100 grand a week? I wouldn't support Derby. Scully, what wouldn't you do for 100 grand a week? Uh, go to Millwall. Just... I love going to Millwall. Really? It's well, a right that's, laugh. That's your level, Matt. Me! I love it when they do that. Have you ever been? No, Daisy and I have been to Millwall. What are their chances, them just going, me? Well, I think that, that, says, that says a lot. I love it! <laughs> Grown men just go, me! I mean, it's the most basic football chant you can do. It's quite guttural, hey, isn't it? Yeah. I love it. I join in with it even when I'm away. I think that speaks volumes for their vocabulary. <laughs> We've had a text here from a rightly talking to the deep state. He stayed anonymous. I wouldn't be in. I wouldn't be a passenger in Prince Philip's car when he's driving for a hundred grand a week. Oh Topical. my god! The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. It ended 4-3, as we said, to Wolves earlier. The rest of the games kick off at 3 o'clock. West Ham away at Bournemouth, Forest at home to Bristol City. Martin O'Neill's first game in charge. I'm not going to over-forest it today, but obviously it's very exciting for the whole country. <laughs> big um, day, big day for you. Oh, Martin O'Neill coming in. Is this the start of a new era? Yes. Or the beginning of the end? It's the start of a new era. I don't know. I'm going to ruin it. Um, now, Spygate, the um, lead spying scandal story, has continued to rumble on this week. And Forrest, England and West Ham legend, Stuart Pearce has had his say on what he thinks should happen. I'd reverse this scoreline. <laughs> really? Yeah. Sucks. Yeah. I think I, I like let the punishment fit the crime. That's right, statement. firstly, right, firstly, firstly, he said reverse the scoreline, which is mad. And nowhere in the rules... <laughs> so arbitrary. ...has it ever been done. And then he goes, let the punishment fit the crime, which is, firstly, quite biblical, and secondly, doesn't... But the punishment fitting the crime would the punishment would then to be spied on, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or to like chop his binocular hands off. It would be like in the Abrahamic religions, that would be like you lose your hands. Yeah. Old school. Yeah, fair. The punishment should fit the crime. Uh, I think just, the school should be yeah, but that's not the punishment fitting the crime, Stuart. He's just obsessed with discipline, isn't he, Stuart? <laughs> it's like that's all he's about. It's like a drill sergeant. Just going around trying to make rules. 
Yes, that's so true. That's the way he sees the world. Oh, yeah, through the lens, through the lens of rules. <laughs> do you think? I mean, I don't think anyone else has agreed. You know what's really funny is when they do, when they talk about it all week. The, I, I get the sense that the football community is really incensed by it, but fans aren't that bothered. Yeah. So I was watching Sky Sports News the week, and Jim White's there going, "Should Leeds? Is what Leeds have done uh, illegal? Should they be punished? Are you outraged by what Leeds United? You know what Leeds United have done by spying? Ninety nine percent of Sky Sports listeners say no. Like everyone's going, no, we don't care, mate. According to a Sky News poll, 100% of fans couldn't care less. No one cares. No, but I was bothered that Bielsa had a PowerPoint. You're like, you're Leeds United. You've not got something better than PowerPoint. Is it 2019? Oh, Why right, is everyone so- still going off... PowerPoint. What should he be using? What What is the latest technology? I don't know. PDF something. I don't know. <laughs> I just mean, haven't we got anything better, really? Well, the fact that he doubled down on it and then presented all his spying findings kind of helped him out. Yeah. Be like getting done for shoplifting. Going, yeah, I shoplift all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I've got I've got a record of everything I've nicked. <laughs> yeah, on the fourth I nicked a pasty. On the fifth I nicked a yeah. coat. In the last year I've probably nicked about a million pounds. You should really <laughs> consider doing it. People are going, oh, that's actually got a very good point. If you can nick that much, you might as well stick to doing it. Yeah, but he's interesting. His alibi. He was like, I'm so worried about that. I'm not a good manager. I spy because I think I feel like I'm inadequate. <laughs> no, no, fair enough. Look, the guy feels sorry for himself. <laughs> I think a lot of ladies will be listening, thinking I've been in relationships with men like that. I just feel inadequate. Oh, God. It's not my it's fault. It's not you. It's me. It's not you. It's me. That's why I have to see the lads all the time. I just feel... It's your fault, mate. Deal with it. These are your actions. Um, they then got in a row with Pizza Hut. Oh, wow. Remember them? Sometimes something will happen. I realise we're living in the future. And this is one of those things. Matt, go on, tell the story. So, um... <laughs> Pizza tweeted, hi Leeds, we've just seen a suspicious looking man peering through our chef's window. Can you let us know if you uh, plan to put pizza on the menu in the club canteen? And then uh, Leeds replied, prefer Domino's, they don't take a week to deliver a tweet. Which is not bad. Pizza Hut then <laughs> hit back in what I've considered to be the end of the matter by saying, they then said, so it's a club that hasn't delivered since 1992. <laughs> Slammed by Pizza Hut. Imagine going back in time and telling Don Revy that one day Leeds United's big rivals will be a, a, a high street pizza chain. <laughs> he wouldn't even know what pizza is. Imagine that, that cluffy rollicking in the film would be very different. Take all your pots and all your pans, all your stuffed crust and all your dips... Put him in the nearest bloody dustbin. Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. We're asking you earlier, what wouldn't you do for 100 grand a week? So we could offer you 100 grand a week and you still wouldn't do it. We've had a couple of texts. Um, Terry's been in touch, hasn't he, Chris? Yeah, he says, carry on like that about Millwall and I wouldn't listen to this show for 100 grand a week. Millwall! Lol, regards Terry. <laughs> Millwall! <laughs> the least Millwall-sounding Millwall. <laughs> I don't have to say that, but they're such a friendly club, Millwall. All right, I'll tell you a word for it. They do. I think they go out of their way because they've got a bit of an edge. Yeah. Now, there is a minority there that you know have, have done the club a disservice over the years. <laughs> I think the rest of them, it's like being an England fan abroad. Yeah. You feel like you have to be so nice. Yeah. As most Millwall fans I know are actually nice. It's the ones you don't. But then you kind of you kind of want the bit. You know, when you're there, you like you want to meet a few geezers. You know what I mean? Like he's got a scar on his face. I bet he's dead hard. <laughs> Is that sad? Yes. But I hope he hasn't hurt anyone. But I kind of hope he's hard. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There is that sort of thrill. Loads of people up. 
Yeah, that's Harry over there. Don't get talking to him. Naughty. Very naughty. <laughs> naughty, such You're a lame right word. Yeah, like, yeah. I met, I used to, who was it I met once? Was it a Millwall game? It was another London club. Like, yeah, got a bit naughty. And I was like, oh, what happened? Because naughty to me is like picking your nose, <laughs> talking in class, maybe the odd Trump. Yeah. And he was like, no, I've got to fight for a copper. I was like, that's not naughty, that's, yeah. that's hard and criminal. Oh, a snooker ball and a sock. <laughs> <laughs> Stop being naughty. Hey, you at the back of class, what are you doing? <laughs> I just shanked him, miss. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Kickoffs around the Premier League are now underway. It's nil-nil in all of those. And Martin O'Neill on his return to Nottingham Forest. Currently spectacularly drawing nil-nil. The cluffy magic already <laughs> working its uh, wonders at the city ground. Now, a former Forest player, Nigel Clough, uh, is manager of Burton Albion. They, to be fair, got through to the... And are still in the Carabao slash League Cup. Well, as much as you can be after 9-0 in the first leg. Nine, they've got it all to do in the second <laughs> leg. All they've got to do is win by 10 clear goals. Or one clear their goal actually they've definitely got scores at least 10 um, to go through it turns out no, they got beat 9-0 the other week yeah. I was away I remember seeing it on, the, on I was checking on my phone it's, it is one of those things where you have to make sure you've oh, fully yeah. woken up is this a mistake as well refresh the feed yeah 9 in any league in any walk of life it's incredible but it's... remember they used to spell it out in the video printer <laughs> yes. if it was an outrageous number yeah even nine, 5 yeah. would get just to rub it in 5 I've had to spell this out because you won't believe it <laughs> They should type that full sentence out. We have had to spell this out in case you... Nine, yes, nine. But he's admitted that in the run-up to the game, he didn't tell his players much about Man City because, quote, he didn't want to scare them. I mean, come on, mate. Bielsa's out here spying on the opponents. Nigel Clough won't even tell his players because he thinks that... It's, it's, what's happening is they're, they're too scared. That's why City are winning all these games. But what, what really astonishes me is... They know who Man City are. Like they're not. They're not going to say, "Oh, we're playing Man City," and they're all going to go. Tell us about Man City. Are they any good? Who have they got? Who what got league the, do they play? In? Who are we playing this week, boss? <laughs> City never heard of them. <laughs> But, but also, imagine if that tactic had worked. What if Burton had beat City and it was because they didn't know about them? Like, it's like seeing oh. them, like Bird Box. If you don't look at them, don't look at them and you'll beat them. <laughs> what? Oh, man. What a, what an amazing angle on it. I mean, sadly, it didn't work. <laughs> they did lose 9-0. There must have been a point where they're like 3-0 down where some of them were going, I wish he'd, I wish he'd tipped us off. And, uh, we could have prepared for this. How, how does that feel in a stadium with the camera? On you, like when you go six 0 down, you thought, "Oh God!" Imagine the post-match interviews. You've just lost nine 0 <laughs> He didn't tell us anything. Don't look at me, mate. I know I was in goal, but if you'd have let me know, yeah, it turns out they're good. They've got Aguero playing for them. <laughs> I've heard of him. Matt, Matt, and you, rock and roll football. There's some good news. On Monday, one of you could be £50,000 richer. 50 grand. That's enough to live on for a year, pay your bills and spoil your family rotten. You could even quit your job and start something new. Yeah. I mean, if I want, I wouldn't be allowed to play it, would I? No. No. Yeah. I will not be entering. I just want to be clear in case <laughs> the authorities are listening. Um, but you've only got until Monday morning to be in with a chance of winning this life-changing amount of cash. 50 grand, Chris Skull, yeah. short notice. What would you do with it? Well, that's half of Arnautovic's week. <laughs> so you could live like Marco Arnautovic Monday to Wednesday <laughs> and then, don't know, just sit at home the rest of the week. Is that what you do with it? Keep, him, just, at, yeah. keep him at West Ham for an extra yeah. half a week. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Arnautovic used to have a top knot. You think for a guy who's earning lots of money, 
I mean, I don't want to don't want to start a new front with people with top knots, but you know, interesting haircut. It's not for me. No, Gareth Bale. It made him look worse. Yeah. Yeah. I just think for footballers, I really am a, a disciple of Clough in the sense that tuck your shirt in, <laughs> clean shaven, short back and sides. Yeah, it, it says discipline, doesn't it? It looks good. You're, mate, you're a student of Stuart Pearce. Just discipline. Oh, his haircut in the nineteen. His haircut in general, Pearce, as a player, a lovely thick side party. Just like Brian May. Golden. He's had the same haircut for years and years. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he would never have played for Clough with hair like that, Brian May. Brian May. <laughs> <laughs> it's just no way. Where but... would Brian May have played? Rangy striker. <laughs> well. Discuss. What would he do with 50 grand? He'd save the badger, Brian May. Yeah. So whatever you'd like to do with the 50 grand, just text the word WIN to 8-12-15, then relax and start planning what you do with 50 grand. That's WIN to 8-12-15. Uh, in honour of Nigel Clough as well, we should ask you, have you ever done a Nigel? Have you ever concealed something for the greater good? <laughs> I mean, we're going to get some very... Um, we could potentially get murderers. I mean, who knows? Who knows what we might get? But you were so... Daisy Knight was saying that it's like when you take your child to the dentist. You don't want to let them know. Oh, so yeah. it has to be related to, like, an impending thing, doesn't it? Yeah. First day of school, dentistry. Yeah. Playing Manchester City in the, oh, God forbid, Daisy's seven-year-old ever gets to the half to the semi-final of the Carabao Cup, <laughs> woefully in the dark about the opponents he plays. But when have you ever have you ever done? A, I'm trying to think if I've ever done that. Yeah, I guess, I guess if it's something bad and you don't want the person to know the repercussions of how bad this actually is. Yes. Yeah. Or times when you've not done a Nigel. I remember when I first... Not when I first... I went to see Oasis in 2009 when their last ever gigs and my good friend John Richardson was going to come and I thought I should just let him know about what happens at these gigs in, in terms of what people throw in pint glasses. Yeah. <laughs> and I tipped him off in the morning. I said, look, just bring something waterproof because... There might be a lot of it in the air. Yeah. And then he said, I'm not going to that. <laughs> so why would I go to a gig where they're throwing that around? I was like, well, you can't not go to the gig. And then he didn't. So that day I should have done a Nigel. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. flying in in the Premier League Chris Skull United have never lost a home match against Brighton and it doesn't look like they're going to today Paul Pogba 1-0 Manchester United and then also Newcastle no team in the top four tiers of English football have lost more home games this season than Newcastle really? but they're winning today 1-0 Newcastle over Cardiff City poor old Neil Warnock okay I mean, I have no sympathy for that man <laughs> in any in any way at all good eyebrows though <laughs> yeah, but he's... I mean, not only for his recent comments about other things, but in general, the sorts of football he has his teams play. The, the, I remember when we played Sheffield United in the playoff semi-finals in 2003, and so he would run a club entirely in his image. Um, our team wasn't even announced before kickoff. So before kickoff, they wouldn't even say who the Forest team was. When we scored, they wouldn't announce the scorer. The ball boys, when they were... They were Hall, they were sanctioned, I think, in the early noughties because the ball boys would deliberately waste time with opposing yeah. players and like drop it on purpose and stuff like that. It's the opposite of football. He's worse than Bielsa, isn't he? Yeah, oh, absolutely. In fact, I know you're about to talk about the worst football, the worst <laughs> 20 seconds of football I've ever seen. And I was thinking, what's the worst match of all time? And I think you've got to go for a spectacle that was just awful. Have yes. you heard of the Battle of Bramall Lane? Sheffield United versus West Brom on the 16th of March 2002. A match abandoned after 82 minutes. Sheffield 
Sheffield United had three players sent off then two players went down with mysterious injuries all under the eyes of Neil Warnock and Gary Mixon said it's the most disgraceful thing he's ever witnessed in football and I imagine he's witnessed a lot <laughs> Wow you're absolutely yeah. right uh, earlier this week it emerged um, that a 20 second clip of QPR against Man City in 1993 from the FA Cup fourth round had been voted the worst ever game of football um, by an Italian website an Italian football magazine, sorry. We, we should tweet the clip out. And I know if you're driving or if you're at home and you're not going to the internet. Pull over. It's pull good. over, exactly. <laughs> pull over and pay for more data and watch 20 seconds of... Um, it is so bad. Yeah, the ball's just bouncing around. They yeah, can't get into the net. Defenders can't clear it. It's, I mean, it reminds... Whenever I see stuff like that, whenever people talk about the worst football of all time, when I used to listen to it on the radio... Um, Remember Alan Green who used to commentate? Does he still commentate with the BBC? Yeah, so let's not write him off just yet. I remember listening to him. There was one particular Saturday and it was so good that he was slagging it off. That's what made it. This is the worst game of football I've ever seen. It gets cleared again. Surprise, surprise, no one gets on the end of it. I would, I'd be amazed if anyone's still listening to this. This is a disgrace. This is the most boring game of football I've ever seen. Honestly, that made it. Yeah. That made it so much better. Yeah. But then you've got to be careful talking down the product, won't it? be like I said next on BBC One it's EastEnders which this week is dreadful <laughs> yeah. the acting is wooden and yeah. the script frankly is a joke Martin Tyler would, ne- <laughs> would never like be down on a game would he and it's live oh, it's great I, oh, I love Tyler I know he's really reinvented himself hasn't he what's this new catchphrase he's trying to come up and with and it's live come on mate we know you're Martin Tyler <laughs> we know your brand and what is Tyler's brand? I don't know. Quite <laughs> Alan Partridge. Very similar. He has, same wheelhouse. What he, he is in the same wheelhouse, and he does that thing where he'll really drag out a vowel. And uh, Roy Keane comes into this Nottingham Forest side. I love it when they do that, when they stretch words out. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. The sound of commentary. I think the best thing is like a sort of Tyler-esque commentator with a Scottish... Coke, that is just... Let's cast one. Oh, man. So, well, Andy Gray obviously was great for years. Even in, like, boxing, Jim Watt. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic from Carol Froch. <laughs> Everything that Kessler throws at him is walking through. It's a Nottingham Forest fight. I could barely hear the bell there. You're like, oh, there's something about that. That English-Scottish... Yeah. Make good managers connection. as well, the Scottish. Well, of course, Fergie. Yeah, yeah. Shankly. Yeah. Craig Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. You are not going to believe it. Wow. Chris Skull. This has got to be one of the most dramatic days in the Premier League ever. What's happening? No Roy Hodgson team has lost or even conceded a goal against Liverpool at Anfield, and that doesn't <sighs> bode well because Crystal Palace are one 0 up. Oh Andros Townsend, word. it's happening again. We knew that Palace have been Liverpool's bogey side in the last ten yeah. years or so. I think the game where Suarez cried on the pitch afterwards, yeah. and it's happening. I'm already slightly livid with myself. I said it's turned into one of the best games ever. <laughs> Thirty-four the, the, minutes. The slight, the slight inflection. I, I heard myself as a kind of. Am I gone? It's like one of the best weekends ever. <laughs> Hate myself deeply. Um, wow. But let's put that to one side. I should have asked you, of course, we're talking about worst games of football you've ever been to, worst games of football that you've seen. Um, what is the worst game of football you've ever seen? You could have been there, you could have seen it on telly. 8, 12, 15, the worst game of football you have ever seen. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. 
Incredibly, more action in the Premier League. Chris Scott. Manchester United 2, Brighton 0, Marcus oh. Rashford. You know United haven't scored three league goals in four consecutive home league games since the Fergie era. Wow. Solskjaer, the new Fergie. It's Discuss. incredible the impact that he's had. Um, from great football to dreadful football, we asked you, and, and please keep these stories coming in, the worst games of football you've ever seen. Um, James says, the worst match I've ever seen was Leeds against Watford in the Championship playoff final about 15 years ago. I'd saved my pocket money for ages to watch it on pay to view. And we Leeds lost 3 0. I've not been to much footy ever since. Not been into much footy. I've not been into footy much ever since. That's really sad. Yeah. Save your pocket money to watch it on pay to view and then you get beat. Oh, oh it's man. so sad. It's really brought me down. Um, <laughs> William the Brazilian, which. Is that right? Oh, no. Sorry. I've, I've misread. Yeah. Uh, someone got in touch about the Brazil game, Chris. Yeah, it says, Hello, guys. Being a Brazilian being a Brazilian person, there's nothing worse than the Brazil versus Germany in the World Cup in Brazil, 7-1 in yeah. the semi-final. I watched that clip probably quarterly because it's just wonderful to watch a stadium full of people have it dawn on them that this is a nightmare they're living through. <laughs> to see the people crying as the fourth and fifth go in. The great thing about the highlights as well is that they're 5-0 up half. They score four goals within kind of a five-minute period. Wonderful drama at the Mar- Maracana. It was incredible. And that was from Willie and the Brazil and driving around London. What a great name. I wish I had a name that um, rhymed with my nationality. Do you think that's actually Willie-Anne? Willie-Anne. That could be Willie-Anne. Could be. Let's imagine it is. Willie-Anne, good on you. If there are any other ex-footballers or current footballers uh, listening, do get in touch. (laughs) Text us the worst game you played in, 8, 12, 15. I'm trying to remember the worst game. Having obviously been a Forest fan, and similarly for West Ham, so many... When we yeah. were in League One, like there were three seasons of dreadful games to pick oh, from. Oh, man. I remember when West Ham first got relegated, we played Rotherham away, and this is in, like, 2003. We lost 1-0. Oh. And it was, like, that's when it really hits home. I think the worst of worst game, we're both England fans, yeah. the last game at the Old Wembley. England nil, Germany, oh, Germany. won. Haman, Kevin Keegan resigning after the game. That was rock That bottom. was really bad. I remember going away with Forrest. This was when we were in, I think, League One. Uh, and we lost 4-0 away at Walsall, and a mate of mine who's a Chelsea fan had gone to watch Chelsea beat Lazio 4-0 that night. Like two, It was like a sliding doors thing. <laughs> I remember at half-time, um, the Bescot, it's a really good stadium, the Bescot, home of Walsall Football Club, they said, right, uh, it's our time now, here's the half-time scores. Uh, no, sorry, we haven't printed them out yet. There's a problem with the printer, <laughs> and we'll read them out in a minute. In the meantime, someone's lost a set of keys. I think the car keys... Been left in the banks stand. If anyone's lost any car keys, <laughs> like still there, the driving yeah. rain, they can't even find the half time scores. <laughs> My mate's in Italy watching Chelsea beat Lazio. We were 3 0 down. It was just dreadful. As a Premier League fan, you get a very sanitised match day experience. I miss that amateurishness. Matt, Matt, and you. Rock and roll football. The half-time whistle has blown across the UK. Uh, what are the half-time scores in the Premier League, Chris? Bournemouth nil, West Ham nil, Liverpool nil, Crystal Palace one, Manchester United two, Brighton nil, Newcastle one, Cardiff nil, Southampton nil, Everton nil, Watford nil, Burnley nil. Big one, I think, is Newcastle beating Cardiff. That could be. That a could big, be very decisive. Big results. Um, people across... You know what I love to think about at a hard time is people queuing up for pies and pints yeah. and all that sort of thing. Do you know what? I thought recently, 15 minutes isn't long enough for a half-time. 
That's Can so never get true. Back. Why are we? Why are we still in 2019 rushing at half time? That's so good. Like instead of a winter break, have an hour yeah, half time. Half hour. You can have a pint. When do you ever finish the pint in time? By the time That's you get so true. It, let's start a campaign. We start now. We call on the Premier League, the EFL, the powers that be away for FIFA. We're coming for you and at least an hour. You should be able to sit down and eat something, get two or three beers in. I mean, the second half would be riotous, wouldn't they? Do you think people would get out on time or be less likely to get out on time? Do you think that hour of drinking would just go, you know what? Let's just forget the second half. In five years' time, you'd have people going, an hour's not enough, is it? Once you've had your fifth, you know. It'd be really funny as a player coming out going, these lot have changed, bloody hell, they're livid. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Release the Kraken! More goal. Oh, and another one as well. Oh, my Chris Skull. Make sense of this Premier League mayhem, please. Well, let's go to St Mary's. James Ward-Prowse has put Southampton 1-0 up against Everton, but probably the big goal at Anfield. Aha! Mo Salah (laughs) has equalised for Liverpool. It's 1-0 against Crystal Palace. That's the first goal Boy Hudson's ever conceded with a team at Anfield against Liverpool. That he's, yes, that he's managed. Very ornate statistic. Stat that. Um... Talking of Liverpool, now Liverpool are very good at the social media stuff. They often put out videos of their players bantering and chatting with each other. Um, Andy Robertson, the very talented uh, Scotsman who plays for Liverpool, uh, is trying to... Well, James Milner is asked... what They do a kind of Mr and Mrs thing. James Milner's asked what he thinks Andy Robertson's favourite breakfast item is. And he says it's a potato scone. Do you say scone or scone? Scone. I say scone. Daisy Knight, scone. Scone, get out. <laughs> Daisy just been fired. Scully's only been here three hours. It's like a new manager. Might start chucking his way around in here. She's out. Daisy Knight has resigned. Well, not been resigned. Fired on air. Oh, that was a proper 90s thing, that wasn't it? DJ's getting sacked on air. Oh, man. Good Thank times. you for bringing back those great times. Um, the problem is, Milner doesn't know what a potato scone is. And Andy Robertson, I don't think, does a very good job of explaining it. I went with potato scone, simply because I don't have a clue what it is. You would be right, Jim. So what is it? A potato scone. I'll it's just like potato. It's like similar to an English hash brown, I suppose, but it's thinner and it's like... Yeah, it's hard to explain, Jim. It's like... So it's a hash brown? No, it's not hash brown. It's not. It's flat. Tried to reinvent it's flat hash brown. No, it's flat and it's got potato in it. Put it in the roll with... Of course, you put it in the right. roll with sausage. Or you can have it on its own. So it's a it's squashed hash brown? No. No, right. it's a potato scone. So that was correct, yes. Squashed hash brown. Yeah. <laughs> right, there's a number of things like that. Firstly, for our Scottish listeners, most of us do know what a potato scone is, scone, and they're delicious. It's basically just a thin bit of almost potato bread. Yeah. What annoys me about that is Andy Robertson doesn't say, oh, it's just like a bit of bread with potato in it. He says it's a bit like, and he says an English hash brown. He's <laughs> like, really? Like, hash browns do exist elsewhere. It's that one there's English hash browns. Um, and then Milner goes, so it's like a hash brown. And he goes, no. So, no, but you mentioned that. Poor old Milner's all at sea. How, how has that made the edit as well? <laughs> what are they cutting out to keep that in? So good though, potato scone. Have you ever had it? Uh, no. Oh what's man, it, what's it like? It's like um, <laughs> it's like you know those hash browns that you only get in England. <laughs> it's, it's just like uh. thin bread in in um, what what would you call them? Segments. Yeah. Crescent, almost crescent shaped segments, and um, 
You just fry it off a bit. You buy it in packs. You fry it off a bit, and it, 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 oh, it's lovely. I love how food always comes up on this show. Yeah, yeah it's, you it's really do. That, that's where you deep dive. <laughs> All your expertise about football, and it's just weird recipes. But it, they are good. Yeah. And obviously, on a Scottish, on a full Scottish, what you get that you don't get on a full English. You still go with this? <laughs> oh, totally unperturbed by the fact you've, you've rightfully brought me into line, just ignoring the flag. Um, Square sausage, yeah. which is just sausage in a square. But the fact that it's square does make it a real novelty. You go, oh, we're into it different here. And, of course, haggis, yeah. which you're starting to see in the shops now because it's Burns Night this time next week, isn't it? Oh, Friday night, it's Burns Night. Yeah. So you start getting... Hag- Have you ever had a haggis? No. no. Oh, I'll tell you what we should do. We should do a Burns special next week. We should have haggis on air. Oh, wow. Come back, we'll have haggis and whiskey. Yeah. Okay, we won't have whiskey. I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> yeah, join us next week for a Scottish special. We're going to get leathered. <laughs> Kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. More Premier League mayhem. Chris Scott, what on earth is happening today? At Anfield, two goals in seven minutes. Roberto <sighs> Firmino has scored Liverpool's 1,000th Premier League goal at Anfield. <sighs> and they lead Palace 2-1. Oh. And really depressingly, on the south coast, the Vitality Stadium, Bournemouth are 1-0 up against West Ham. <sighs> mate. Have a good show, man. Oh, mate. Oh, mate. Callum Wilson, he scored six in six against West Ham, more than he has against any other club. West Ham. Bogey. (laughs) West Ham. Oh, man. Come on. How do you feel about West Ham's prospects? Like, where do you, as a club, where do you see yourselves? I count down from 40 points on Twitter at the start of every season. That's all I want to do, just survival, much like the rest of my life. (laughs) <laughs> it's like One Bear Grylls. <laughs> but do you um, do you ever dream of Europe and things? I like think uh, you like you just want to win a cup, isn't it? Yes, like a team yes. of size. Let's get to FA Cup final. I'll bring you yes. along and we'll have a day out. Yeah, you'll fulfil your dream of being to an FA Cup final. Yes, and I'll have my dreams crushed probably. Yes, be a good night out. I'll be full of haggis and drunk on whiskey. But it'll be <laughs> such a great day out. That's yeah. where that is. I think you are a real football fan because it drives me mad when you talk to Arsenal fans and I would rather finish fourth than win the FA Cup. I know. And do you know what Liverpool go like? Liverpool almost winning the league now. You start to see their fans turning. And you're like, oh no, this is actually going to be bad. Liverpool have been a bit of a second team. I wanted Liverpool to do well, yeah. and then you see them about to achieve their dreams, and you're like, oh, God. You know what it's like? Yeah. So when other home nations do well at all. It was like Wales. The, yeah. you're like, you know what? I, I always support Scotland, Wales, yeah. Ireland, Northern Ireland, as long as they're not doing better than <laughs> no, us. No. There was definitely a moment in that Euros where Wales got to the semis. You're like, I, I'm not enjoying this now. Yeah. I'm really pleased for my mates. <laughs> you're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. of the day it's going to be tonight more goals more mayhem Chris Gull what on earth is happening great match of the day tonight at St James's Park Newcastle have gone 2-0 up against Cardiff Southampton now 2-0 up over Everton and at Anfield it's Liverpool 2 Crystal Palace 2 I mean <laughs> Liverpool aren't the kind of club to throw away a title <laughs> challenge are they not not them not the oh, Red Men oh my word in bigger news uh, an anonymous texture said potato scone is a potato <laughs> pancake not a bread you put butter on it like toast but it's like a pancake and that's from Jay Milner (laughs) there's another goal in the Premier League oh wow hang on Manchester United 2 Brighton 1 oh that's getting interesting we didn't mention as well at the city ground Matt that Nottingham Forest are 1-0 down to Bristol City the Martin O'Neill era begins in sad terms well it does but there's still time left ironically 
What do you reckon? <laughs> do you reckon that'd help? What's a neutral's view of that? Uh, well, I think it'd be fireworks. That'd be a laugh. <laughs> the thing is with Roy Keane, at least... and Is there any consolation anymore? But at least you know at half-time the players would get a proper talking to. <laughs> But I'm not sure that's... Is that, is that what we want Is that anymore? what you want? Is that what you want? I think so, I yeah. like to know my football team is being berated on a regular basis. <laughs> <That is> thrashed. <laughs> Don't care about what happens on the pitch. Just when I'm feeling really low on a regular basis. I do wonder whether that... I mean, I suppose sometimes Ferguson would deploy it when he and, yeah. and other great managers would tell players off. Yeah, literally, it doesn't happen anymore. Very clinical. Just tell them what they need to do. Really calm. And in goals! And you lot... But how do you not tell them off? Do you go, well, we're 1-0 down, and that's fine. You really let me down. I think being 5-0 down at half-time is actually quite a good thing. (laughs) Matt, Matt and you. Rock and roll football. Oh, no, he didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Even more mayhem, Crisco. Oh, man, back to Anfield. Mo Salah has put Liverpool 3-2 up against Palace. (laughs) I tell you what, this this episode of Match of the Day is staying on the Sky Plus for a while. Oh my! This is a good exhaust, and there's so much time left. No, there's still 15, 20 minutes left in the Premier League. This is so exciting. Please let Forest at least equalise and win. <laughs> I can't handle it. I've been so excited all week. Anyway, now, uh, every week we play Paperback Striker. This week, we're doing it with a bit of a difference. Paperback Striker. So Chris Skull, being the gentleman that he is, mm. has... Uh, you prepared it in a slightly different way this week. Well, I wanted to provide a little bit of a twist. So, paperback striker, we're going to read uh, a bit from uh, a footballer's autobiography, but I thought the twist could be, what if we had another footballer read out the excerpt from the autobiography? <gasps> so you've got to guess who's reading it and whose book it is. Now, I should say, Matt, because I, I knew it was coming on, yeah. I tried to get an ex-Nottingham Forest player to do it. I text them, I got two blue ticks, and I've been ignored. Oh, my, I can't believe I Stuart Pearce has ticked off. <laughs> <laughs> can you tell us who it was? Uh, who was the forest player you approached? I, I don't know. Can I? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Someone's shaking their head. You're going, yeah. yeah. Of course. I tell you what, I'm, I'm going de- to delay a decision. But it's only for your relationship with them that you have to worry. If you're not bothered about that... I can't. I can't. Uh, why not? I can't. He's not replied to a text. <laughs> no, he I'm not accusing this. them of anything well, else. He's probably listening to find out who ended, ended up doing it. OK, so it's definitely a bloke. <laughs> Okay, we're narrowing uh, in. Sean Massey out. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, so we've we've all got a guess. Who is the person reading the book? Yeah. And, and who is the book by? And, can I say, there is a relationship betwixt the two. Oh! <laughs> oh this oh. is incredible. Right, I haven't heard any of these. Right, so here's the first excerpt. Blackberry picking wouldn't pay enough in the four months I had to fill before starting at Bolton. This was 1969 and I hadn't signed some mega money Premier League contract. Bolton were only going to pay me £4 a week. Ooh! There we go. I reckon, I, I reckon the person you texted was Marlon. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> was it Marlon? Yeah, it's Marlon, it's Marlon, Marlon, Marlon is a le- Marlon Hairwood. This is the not the quiz, people. though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. He's not the nice. So, okay. So, Bolton in 1969. So, it's an older player. Ooh. Yeah. Football has given me a brilliant life and I've loved every minute of it with all its ups and downs. But even those with the sweetest tooth get to the point where they want to try something apart from chocolate cake. (laughs) (laughs) It's so true. 
It's yeah. so true. Yeah. And I've got a sweet tooth. <laughs> The problem is I'm so focused on trying to figure out who's reading it. Well, that's the thing. We're in 2D now. <sighs> we built the villa where I'm sitting as a ref- refuge from the madness of football. It took two years, but it was the best investment we ever made. The builder was a bit naughty, though. He carved out a sandstone sign in the shape of a football which read, It's <laughs> Villa. <laughs> oh, let's enjoy that one again. We built the villa where I'm sitting as a refuge from the madness of football. (laughs) It took two years, but it was the best investment we ever made. The builder was a bit naughty, though. He carved out a sandstone sign in the shape of a football which read... It's Villa. <laughs> That's a, we've bleeped that because it's the name of the person's autobiography, not because it's sweary. All right, just okay. To be, just, just to be clear. <laughs> a reporter wrote that we'd named the villa Casa St. James, claiming it was constructed with the proceeds of my payoff after I got the sack from Newcastle. OK, so sacks from Newcastle, played for Bolton. Is this hard? Or would you like a clue as to the... <sighs> Daisy Knight, you know it is? Oh, yes... Go to the ads. The most direct, <laughs> the most direct instruction from a producer you will hear on radio this year. Go to the ads. So text in who's reading it out and whose autobiography is it? 8 12 15. Oh man. The Rock and Roll Football Podcast with Matt Ford and Matt Dyson. Everywhere, Scully. I've just seen Bournemouth gone two <gasps> up against West Ham. Oh, mate. But so James sorry. Milner of Potato Scone fame has been sent off. Milner Scone. Milner Scone. Lovely. <laughs> Whoa, what a lovely bit of business. Yes, I, I, this is a crossover show with Radio Forwarding this afternoon. I, I said, to, and I said to my great friend Chris Scott, I said, well, I said, well, Milner Scone. We cracked up. This has been a dreadful omen for both of us. Oh God. West Ham losing two. Nil and Forrester losing 1-0 on Martin O'Neill's return to the city ground. Now, whose book was it and who was reading it? Now, I think I've got an, a, a number of texts have reassured me that I, I was on the right okay. path. I think it was Sam Allardyce's book. Oh, yes. Um, which I should have guessed earlier, but yeah. I, 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 Allardyce. I've got no idea who was reading it. OK, centre forward. Chelsea, West Ham, Celtic... Uh, Played for West Ham between kind of 2007 and 2016. Oh, I'm panicking. You know what I'm part of the Centre spot? forward. Uh, um, what era were they at Celtic? Uh, People are going to be... In the last couple of years, I'd say. Probably, yeah, two years ago-ish. Uh, Do you want initials? Yes. CC. Cotton Cole. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Get in there. Come on. Oh. Woo, woo, woo. So um, when you asked Cotton Cole to do it, yeah. he obviously said yes, but uh, he must have been bewildered as to why he was being recorded <laughs> reading out Sam Allardyce's autobiography. He absolutely loved it. Oh, he man. It. Anything if... to do with Big Sam, he wants involvement. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any footballers out there, and I'm sure there must be, yeah. then, oh, there's another goal in the Premier League. Is what that... is happening? <laughs> I mean, your excitement is unjustified here. <laughs> it's a consolation for Everton that two Southampton 2, Everton 1. The thing is, I have seen no footage of that goal, but I know for a fact that Gilfie Sigurdsson has just scored, will have scooped the ball out of the net <laughs> and legged it back. back. He'd be, be pushing away defenders. Do you think people do that? Is it psychological? Because it's not for time, is it? People do the grab the ball for psychological purposes. I think I think it's for... T- I think you just think the time's running out. And like, if, we're, if, mm. if we show that we've still got energy in that, it's demoralising to the enemy. Come on. Oh, it's full-time. Bournemouth 2, West Ham 0. I'm so sorry. Come on, Forrest. 
kicking you into shape. It's the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. Just when you thought it was all over. Chris Skull. Last time we heard from Anfield, it was Liverpool 3, Crystal Palace 2. It's now 4-3 to Liverpool <laughs> in the 96th minute at the moment. Man United 2, Brighton 1, Newcastle 2, Cardiff 0 now, Southampton 2, Everton 1, Watford 0, Burnley 0 and Bournemouth have beaten West Ham 2-0. Earlier in the lunchtime kickoff, Wolves beat Leicester 4-3 in one of the most amazing games we've seen for some time. We have said so many times today that it's going to be a heck of a match. That I mean, it really is. It's a sort of, oh. it's cancel your plans. <laughs> It's what yeah. you're doing going out. Yeah, you're off to uh, you're off to a hotel with your girlfriend, which yeah. makes it sound a lot seedier than <laughs> the lovely weekend. I'm sure yeah. you got planned. Are you going to be able to watch Match of the Day tonight? Uh, well, I've got it Sky Plus at home. That's Sunday, <laughs> and I'll probably do goals on Sunday as well. Oh, I'm gutted to report that um, West Ham lost today. Very yeah. sorry. But also Nottingham Forest have lost at home. Forest have lost. Derby have won. Oh, no. Come on, mate. It's been a really. I, I, there was a brief period, not where I was, where I really thought I was going to cry, but I almost did. But I'm not going to because <laughs> there's more to life than football, right? Wrong. You're listening to the Rock and Roll Football Podcast. <sighs> I mean, Scully, what a day! Oh man, I'm so excited to watch Match of the Day. It's insane. <laughs> What's happened to the country? It's just, this is, do you think it is Brexit related? Do you think this is sort of like the country just one last I mean, hurrah before we all we, leave? Yeah, we've looked into it and it turns out it's Brexit. It's just everyone's gone mad. <laughs> oh, what a day. I mean, there are certain days where it's faster and certain days where it's slower, but that Wolves-Leicester game really set the tone. I know. Mad, 4-3. That I was saying, that's the best kind of result of 4-3. Because, yeah, 5-4 is just stupid. But 4-3 is enough drama that it's interesting. And if you lose 4-3, obviously you're sad, but you're still like, we played our part in a fairly even, thrilling match. Yeah. Maybe you're not as philosophical as that. Um, I tell you, the big thing I think listeners should take away from this is our campaign to make the half-times longer. Of course! I think this... Of course! This is, this is the rock and roll <laughs> absolute radio. <laughs> yeah. This is our hill to die on. Yes. Let's make it... Make half-times longer. Make half-times longer yeah. again. Let's go to war on that. Yes, yeah. make hard times an hour so that we can all get fully refreshed, <laughs> full. Yeah. Uh, any, uh, I mean, even you're not even just talking about beer and pies. You're talking a big bag of Maltesers. Lie down, couple of uh, lie down, <laughs> a lovely little lie down. Yeah. You be able to call your loved ones. <laughs> yeah, get some admin done. Oh man, I know. Make half times great, great again. <laughs> yes, make them an hour again. Let's get out on a shirt. Come oh. on, what are we doing, guys? Why are we all still here? Yes, let's start. So, if you can help us, email football at absoluteradio.co.uk. Tweet at CJ Skull. Yeah. At Matt Ford, at R and R Football, at Absolute Radio, at Real Dysonator, at Daisy Knight. Just tweet <laughs> us all, and let's get at the FA, at England, get out on the streets at now. Premier League, at make Scotland. a banner. Yes, just let's <laughs> help us join this campaign. I mean, I hope we keep this going. I hope next week we don't just sort of move on from it. Yeah. But it's, it has been, and can I just say, on behalf of Rock and Roll Football, on behalf of all the listeners, it's been a pleasure to have you oh, here, mate. Today, the pleasure's been all mine. Rock and Roll Football. Podcast done.